T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The day is already off to a great start. Spent a couple hours with Amanda Serrano uh, here this afternoon, the greatest women's boxer of all time. And she's got a big fight coming up February 4th at the Hulu Theater. Uh, we uh, got the pretzels from Not of This World Pretzel. I'm going to abuse them a little bit later on in the show. And we've got the Giants and Eagles. Uh, and uh, everyone's jockeying right now for a little taste touch of gamesmanship. This guy's playing. That guy's not on the injury report. The Eagles are cheaters when it comes to kicking field goals and moving the ball forward on fourth and inches and third and inches. And then we learned earlier today that the New York Jets season was as bad of a soap opera as we have had here in a very, very long time. Lots to get to. Plenty of time to do it. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you today, Ken? I'm all right. Yeah? Yeah. Just all right? Feeling good. Oh, if you're not loving the air you're breathing these days, then you're not a New Yorker. No, Let's you're right. Go. I was actually at the Garden last night. Had a great night watching fun basketball for two yeah. and a half hours. That was a yeah, great sure. time. Sure, a great time at the Garden watching the Knicks lose. Three, uh, great, 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 great. <laughs> you ask me how I'm doing? I did great. I'm doing fantastic I right now. I experienced New York sports last Evan, night. I fun. am 48 hours away from giant playoff football, and then while I'm getting there and getting excited for it I got a gift from the heavens today I got insight as to the train wreck that is the New York Jets <laughs> Woo! and here's the troubling thing about it and I know a lot of you view it as a positive if you haven't read it because it's a subscription article in the athletic I don't get the athletic either so did you read it yeah I had someone send it to me <laughs> what do you think about this because uh, I don't believe in paying for uh, sportsers, I hate it conceptually. That being said, uh, the gist of this article that uh, came out of the Athletic Day about the uh, Jets season and the dysfunction and the Elijah Moore stuff and the Zach stuff and really a very well written, very well researched, it seems, article. If I accept all of it as the gospel, and I think I'm going to, the takeaway, which is troubling to me, is that the author makes an attempt to make Robert Sala look like Mahatma Gandhi. Yes. Right? That was my biggest takeaway. Yeah, yeah, like that without the great stewardship and leadership of Robert Sala and putting out multiple fires seemingly every single week. 
uh, this thing would have uh, you know exploded at yeah, some the, point. This the year. other story is that Lafleur is an idiot. That's the other thing I took out of this. Uh, it seems like that. Uh, His it also seems like too complicated. Yeah, I don't buy he that, didn't though. treat Zach Wilson the way Zach needed to be treated. Oh, cut with what? Things of that variety. Yeah, listen, I will say this: uh, Lafleur has one good uh, fight, and I think it's a fight that he would win. You can't tell me my offense was too complicated or that I was the problem when other people executed my offense at at least, to be fair, unacceptable rate. Oh, dude, every other quarterback not named Zach Wilson played the position better. Right. And we're not just talking about Mike White. We're talking about Josh Johnson, the brief period of time he played. We're talking about Joe Flacco. So. Right. Yeah, when we saw others executing his West Coast offense, we saw other guys doing a better job. Yeah. Now the now thing we know Lafleur felt that way, but guess what? We have eyes. We watched this the last few years. We saw the exact same thing. Yeah, he's right about that. I mean, we could obviously take shots at him and the offense sucking and all that, and uh, he ultimately paid the price for that. And I think most of us accept that that we're okay with it. You know, now go out and get a competent, you know, proven offensive coordinator like Nathaniel Hackett. Or Greg Roman, who just yep. became available a mere hour ago yep. when the Baltimore Ravens did one of those mutual breakup things. Peace out. Right. The last time the Ravens did that, Giant fans, was two years ago or a year ago with Wink Martindale. And that has paid major dividends for the New York Giants. How did that work It may out? only be a one year of dividends, uh, but I loved what Wink Martindale said yesterday. This is not a jumping, uh, uh, whatever you say, um, uh, a stepping stone. This is a destination. Now, he's got, he's meeting the Colts on Sunday night. Yeah, he's full of crap. Right. So Who are you talking he, about? If he gets an offer as a head coach, he'd be stupid and not to way, take it. by the way, no one blames Wink Martindale for yeah, doing that. Like, yeah. he deserves a head coaching opportunity. He's interviewed for head coaching jobs for years. He's a damn good defensive coordinator. Right. We've seen the work he's done here. So if he wants to use it as a stepping stone, God bless him. Yeah. Now, listen, truth be told, if I'm the New York Giants, and I apologize for jumping Jets to Giants, we should stay focused, but fair enough. If I'm the New York Giants, I go to Wink Martindale and say, listen, you're never going to be the head coach here because Brian Dable should be here a long time, but we're going to pay you like a head That's coach. That's what you try to do. Yeah. I'll give you $5 million yep. bucks here. I mean, I'm making yep. up numbers here. No, you're right. But he is that good. And to me, I recognize if you ultimately want to be a head coach, no one should stand your way, nor can they. Mm -hmm. And I'd respect that. Go be a head coach, and we'd wish you well because we appreciate what you did. But if I'm John Mara and Steve Tisch, I would say to him, Five years, five million a year, one we'd other like thing. you to stay. Great idea. There's a thing you add to that. All right. The team that's interviewing him, so in this case, I think the Colts are interested. Sunday I'm not night, sure yeah. who else. Yeah. You talk trash about the Colts. You say, you don't want that. Do you really want to play for that? You want to this? You want to run that? Too? Fair enough. The owner hired Jeff Saturday. Like, you make it so that yeah. you don't want to go find a bad head coaching job because if you take a bad job and you don't succeed, it sullies your resume. I, listen, I'm with you in lockstep on that, and I think you can make him an offer. We know they can afford it, and I would say we don't want Wick Martindale to be a one-and-done. I mean, he's great at what he does, and there's no guarantee he's going to be a great head coach. We've seen that story too many times. I make him the assistant head coach, associate head coach, which means nothing. And you pay him four or five million bucks a year. That's what means something. Yeah. Adding those zeros to the paycheck. And, and that's it. I, that being said, you've got the Giants getting ready for the Eagles. Uh, Lane Johnson's playing in this game. Uh, he's got a, it was a torn abductor. I don't I don't know what it is. I know his groin's effed he up. He says it's a groin issue. So right, which means this is a game for Kayvon Thibodeau to uh, make his presence felt because he's the guy that's going to be coming off that left edge, which mm -hmm. is the right side of the Eagle line. And as I understand it, 
the thing that would be problematic for a guy with that injury is that step to the right. It's willing to block a, a, you know, a defensive tackle or an alignment coming straight up at you, as I've been told. But if Thibodeau comes around the side and you make him have to extend his leg out and turn, that's where that injury becomes a problem for him. So if you wanted to have a huge playoff game as a rookie and shut everybody up about your offensive snow angels while Nick Foles was writhing in pain next to you, this is Kayvon Thibodeau's day. Or night. I think he's going to be, I think he's a huge, theory, huge part of this game. This injury is going to greatly affect him in theory because the truth is Lane Johnson is awesome when he's healthy. He is a Hall I of mean, Fame right tackle. Yeah, so like that's the weird thing when you look at these injuries. We don't know how much it's going to affect him. I think we know he's like, hurt though. Of course, he's not 100%. But does Lane Johnson turn into Winston Justice? Not necessarily. Right, right. Now, right. I'm not saying he's the same guy who basically never allows pressures, but that's the unknown going into this. What I do know is that the giant offensive line is going to be tested because that Eagle pass rush is a pain in the ass. I think they had 70 sacks this year. They not 60 only sacks. had 70 sacks, Craig, which led the league. Yeah. But the team with the second most sacks in the NFL had 55. They ran away with it. They had four guys in double digits in sacks. There were only 19 guys in the entire NFL yeah. who reached double digits in sacks. So, really, the thing I would fear the most going into this game is the test that this giant offensive line is going to face. Maybe not Andrew Thomas because he's been brilliant. Sure. Andrew Thomas doesn't allow pressures. But the right side of this offensive line, led by a rookie in Evan Neal, you talk about a welcome to the NFL playoffs moment. Go take on that pass rush because yeah. they have been beastly all season long. I also think uh, Saquon Barkley's looking at 10 receptions in this game because that's you're going to have to take their strength and make it a weakness. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to have some sacks. I mean, they're the best in the, in the league at it. And as I view it, let them come in, get Saquon behind that rush, and give him the rock. I would not be surprised if Saquon gets 12, 13 uh, targets. Well, you know what else? I they, really wouldn't. They've struggled with, and it's tough to find too many things the Eagles have struggled with because they had a great year. I mean, if you look at the whole 17 games, even the games where there were injuries, they had a brilliant, brilliant season. They struggled against mobile quarterbacks. Quarterbacks can beat them with their legs. And one thing we saw from Daniel Jones last week, and really we've seen it throughout his NFL career, he can burn you. Yeah. And unlike in years past, and this is the monumental difference between Daniel Jones and this giant offense this year and last year. Last year, they turned the ball over more than any other team in the NFL. This year, they're stingy as hell. Yep. They don't turn the ball over. They've turned the ball over the second fewest times of any team in the league. And that has been, when you talk about the big turnarounds of this giant team, that's number one. Yep. To say that Daniel Jones and the giant offense protects the football greatly, if I said that to you a year ago, you would have slapped me backside of the head. 100%. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. You know, it's funny. Sometimes the more things change, the more they stay the same. And I had this weird epiphany while I was uh, eating a uh, Italian sandwich on a pretzel roll, courtesy of my friends at Not of This World. Uh, and I, I went into a food coma for a moment, and I said, you know, it's funny. The New York Giants are in the playoffs, and I think we've both, and I think a lot of the people listening, have gotten to a place where, not that we're guaranteeing it, not that we're even predicting it, but we can fathom figuring out a road, a, a little roadmap to the Giants beating the Eagles. Right. And I don't think any of us think it's not a close game. I think even if we say we, you, know, you give the edge to the Eagles, as you should, I don't think any, any one of us is going to now predict the Eagles win by 30. One score game. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that's where we're going to be. Yeah. I think that's most likely uh, where we're going to be, at least a one-score game late. If you told me Eagles scored a four-minute right, touchdown right, 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 and made right, two, right. yeah. Yes. But I think it's a one-score game late. Yes. And the New York Jets are a dysfunctional mess. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, you know, I kind of felt like, like New York's gone, undergone this huge change sports-wise. Right. And the reality is that it hasn't. No, it's the same. It's like it's like if you fell asleep 25 years ago and, whoop, and woke up, yeah, the Yankees are coming off a playoff run, right? The Knicks aren't going to the, uh, you aren't doing much. They're a 500 team, a little bit above, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nets recently, obviously, without KD, eh, who knows what they are. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the two teams we care most about right now, the Jets are a mess, the Giants are in the playoffs. Yeah. What's changed? That's most years the of same my... same damn thing every freaking year. That's most years of my existence on this earth. Like, we had a respite, really, for the last decade where the Giants joined the dysfunction. Right. And they really did. But we didn't do anything different as no, Jets. No. We were the same old Jets. The Jets jetsed, but the Giants joined us. Yes. So, misery had company for the last decade. And look, to the Giants' credit, or lack of credit, their dysfunction was off the roof. I mean, Joe Judge is calling quarterback sneaks. Like, he's yelling at the meat. He's blaming former coaches. Like, the Giants were peak mess. They bench Eli Manning. Here comes Geno Smith. Little did we know he'd be good in a few years. Peak mess. But here we are. You're right. In January of 2023. Same crap. And it's just like 2011. Giants, or 2007. Giants are two games away from a Super Bowl. The New York Jets have to read an article about how Elijah Moore uh, told uh, LaFleur to shut the F up in a meeting. He told. <laughs> right. I mean, what are we talking about? What Elijah Moore said actually made me laugh. I was reading this article, and I, I started laughing. Because if you remember back when Elijah Moore demanded the trade, they sent him home. We know yes, that story. Yes, home for the day. Right. We and fi- then he didn't travel with them that game. Okay. And then after that game, they allowed him to come back figuring that I think the words from Salah he needed to cool off. Okay, well, what did he need to cool off from? We now know. It wasn't the trade demand. He was actually practicing that day. It was when he stormed off the field, looked at LaFleur and said, you bleeping suck. You're terrible. <laughs> and he you stormed. suck. And that, that's what he said. And by the way, Elijah, if you're listening, touche. Like, I can't say you're wrong. I mean, after off of one single season in the NFL, he actually told an offensive coordinator in a meeting, you effing suck, <laughs> yes. and didn't think that that was going to be dealt with in some way. How was it dealt with? He got sent home, and within a few weeks, he was back on the field. And he was not Dr. Paycheck either. No. That game that he missed, he got paid for that game, as I understand it. He was showing his emotion, man. Yeah. And then he became a, a bigger part of the offense <laughs> later in the year. Well, he became a bigger right? part of the offense because Mike White was the quarterback. Yeah. And that but, was the uh, crux. You know, uh, it's just it's so fascinating. And I'm not, listen, it's disrespectful to do what he did. And it's a young, immature, emotional guy. And, you know, you don't excuse it, uh, but you understand it. When you're coming off the rookie season he had, which was a great rookie year, right? We thought, wow, Elijah Moore is going to be a badass second-year wide receiver. He's going in the right direction. We were thrilled with him. Sure. And they were like, wait a minute, we said the same thing about Denzel Mims a year ago. Right, and then we get Garrett Wilson. Oh, another wide receiver. Yeah, what does that mean? And you see how the offense struggled, and then you find out he's cursing out the coordinator. You're like, what? And then everyone's giving Robert Sala for for quelling the riot? What? (laughs) Here's the problem. Obviously, he shouldn't be yelling, and this is a quote, Go bleep yourself. No, that was an actual quote. By the way, you should be suspended right. and fined for it if you're running a real organization. Again, totally wrong. Shouldn't have said it. And then he says you suck. But if you're a Jet fan 
and you've watched this offense the you last couple of years. It. Is there not a part of you that wants to live vicariously through Elijah Moore saying that to the offensive coordinator? Well, I mean, we all said it about uh, the owner, the coordinator, the coach, the GM <laughs> at some point. At any right? point on a Sunday, did you ever right. stand up in front of your TV and scream, you suck? Yes. Of course you did. Yeah, we have. There's no doubt about that. We, cer- we certainly have. So from that standpoint, Elijah Moore was speaking our language. But what's really fascinating about the uh, the story is how it really goes out of its way, almost to the point where I felt like Robert Sala was the source. Oh, well. Like, didn't you get the sense, like, so, wow, he's really go bending over backwards so, to make Sala look like a champion? So it's interesting, in reading this article at the beginning of it, and I advise you read it, it's at The Athletic, Zach Rosenblatt did the reporting. He mentions that they got this story from a lot of unnamed players from people around the Jet organization. So it honestly could be anybody. Yeah. But they got it from inside yeah, the, the organization. It's Robert Sala, dude. But it does paint Sala in a more positive light than other figures in this it story. It makes it look like, at least my, and I didn't read it three or four times, just once. It makes it look like Robert Sala was a combination of Mother Teresa, Gandhi, <laughs> and, and quelled so many little brush fires that we should give him an award for the job he did in keeping it all together. Like winning seven games was a miracle, right. considering what was going on, specifically on the offense, throughout this year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did you get that same sense? So to me, I always feel uh, like whoever you say the most nice, positive things about is most likely your source. Yeah, I mean... Right? I, to a degree, not to the same level as you. Like, I definitely thought it painted him in a more positive light than it did LaFleur or Zach Wilson or Elijah Moore or a lot of the other, pro- prota- what's the word? Prota- Protagonists. Pro- protagonists sure, in this story. Uh-huh. But I didn't walk away from it thinking he's Vince Lombardi. I didn't walk away from it thinking he deserves a Nobel Peace no, Prize. No, but you, you walked away from it saying... Boy, how did this guy, of course this guy's coming back for year three. No, no, yeah. That's how I viewed it. Yeah, yeah, but I also walk away from it saying they better fix it. Yeah. And that's really the biggest takeaway. Well, you fix away. it by getting a different quarterback. No, that's by obvious. getting another quarterback and get, by getting another offensive coordinator, yeah. thinking that's going to unlock Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson and the rest of all this talent on offense. And how about you got to fix it. How about the fact that it was, the dislike of Zach Wilson was palpable? No, they didn't like him. Right. And I told you that from day one that he was going to have an issue in this locker room because he's not one of the guys. I didn't, I didn't know I'd be right okay, about that. Okay, but here's why I don't think that's it. Because one of the things Zach Wilson was praised about from players, unnamed players in this story, was the way he had that little summer workout last year. Remember the whole workout yeah, yeah, thing? Yeah, I do, yeah. That you know, he came across like a good dude. A lot of the players had a good experience with him. My takeaway on why they don't like Zach Wilson is because he wasn't executing the offense well enough to get them involved. Well, I mean, sure. Like, the reason why I think Elijah Moore loved Mike Bleepin' White was because Mike White got him the football. He threw him the ball and he threw it in the right place. And at the end of the day, friendships, or he's one of the guys, or he's a buddy, what these guys want, and I don't blame him as an athlete, is you want to succeed. You want to be in the best position to succeed. Anyone in the NFL has to have a huge ego because you were damn good growing up in high school. You were damn good playing peewee football. You think you're the best player on that field. Right. And you have to. to a man, everybody on that offense looked at Zach Wilson and pretty much said, he doesn't make me better. He wow. doesn't get me the football. Yet other guys did. And I think that to me is where the dislike or the distrust of Zach Wilson came from. Well, listen, we'll get all the Jets throughout today. And, of course, Giants, Eagles. 
Uh, there's now a video showing uh, Jason Kelsey and the Giants cheating on a short yard of situations. We know that they cheated in the field goal game by bringing a mini T out there for field goals. And now that those two things will not happen on Saturday night, the New York Giants have an edge. And there's nothing better than having an edge when it comes to a playoff football game against a hated rival. Ah, oh, I'm so giddy for this game. I cannot wait. You'll get all your calls on at 877-337-6666. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, 877-337-6666. Uh, Giants, of course, uh, 48 hours away. I mean, if you don't feel this now in your stomach as a Giant fan, if you don't have a little little bit little bit of the butterflies, then you're just not alive. And a, a, jet, a jet perspective is, while the Giants are two games away from a Super Bowl, we're dealing with the crap that is New York Jet internal strife. Here's uh, Big Scott and Chatham. Scotty, what's going on, kid? Hey, Evan. Hey, Craig. What's up? It's all good in the hood. I got a, a just a big giant fan, and I just want to touch on what Evan said earlier about Evan Neal, because I feel like Philadelphia, in the beginning of this game, is going to come hard just to get that you know the fans going. And would it be would it be crazy to give Evan Neal a tight end in the beginning of that game? He may need just it to, because just, Evan just Neal. to help out, just to, because you know Danny, if he gets sacked and throws interceptions right, it's going to change that. Well, game. and also Scott, couple of things. First of all, you go look back at that first game, and I know it was a blowout. He got beat a lot. He, he got, got beat a lot. Of course he did. He got beat. I think he gave up like eight or nine hurries in that game. Like, well, and, I'm and not worried. Way, I'm not worried about him on the run. He's blo- he's great on the run, Evan. Sure, it's the passing game. And that was the thing that kind of short circuited that game a few weeks ago because Daniel Jones on the opening drive got sacked twice. It's very right. difficult to overcome that, and you are facing the best pass rush in the NFL. So I agree. If I had to circle one guy and say this guy's got to come out and yeah. play the game of his life, it's Evan Neal. Well, I also think you do two. You you do two other things to help him out, or three other things to help him out as well. You roll Danny Jones away from him, right? So you're making that side of the line chase him. 
because we all know Danny Jones' ability to, to run and throw on the run, right? Sure. Uh, you have a, a running back in the backfield to help out and a tight end if you want. Yep. And you can also run screen passes above him. I mean, and obviously we're saying this. Clearly Brian Dable knows it. And I guarantee you, and I'm not saying I know this is fact, it's just I guarantee that Brian Dable sat in an office with Wink Martindale and said, all right, walk me through what you would do if you had the Eagle personnel to stop us. Yeah. Because that's what coaches this do. Is, that's why when you th- talk about the best coaches, they all tell you it's 20-hour days. They're talking about what would you do, how do I combat I, it. I think this is the aspect of the Eagles that scares me the most. And you could argue it's the wide receivers and the threat of Jalen Hurts, and I totally get that. Or the Eagles run the football down their throats. All fair. But their pass rush would scare the crap out of me. You're talking about a rookie tackle who's not had the greatest rookie season in the world, but it's easy to kind of forget about it. Like last week, he didn't play the greatest game in the world, but they won. So who cares? Not a big deal. But that pass rush, which sacked quarterbacks 70 times this season, that's the thing that can wreck this game. And you're right. There's ways to combat it. There's ways to beat it. But the Eagles lost some games this year, too. Washington no beat the Eagles this year. They ran the football okay. down their throats. That's that exactly game. what they did. Uh, this is going to be like this is the legacy game for Saquon Barkley as a New York Giant. Because even though he was very good last week against the Vikings, he ran for 50-some-odd yards. It was a different game plan. Yep, had 50-some-odd yards receiving, so a total of over 100. Nine carries. That was the thing. That's different this week. Um, This is a 30-carry type game. No joke. And uh, Brita, I mean, they're going to have to run the ball. You know what's funny? I'm sure that they will. When they played Week 18, and it's sort of easy to forget that game, the Giants with Gary Brightwell and Matt Breida actually ran the football okay. Yeah. They did a good job against them in that yeah, game. I'm just so excited. I'm not even a Giant fan. It's so weird. And it's been so long since I had this feeling I have right now that uh, I realized how much I miss it. And to be fair, the Yankees didn't give me this. The Mets didn't give me this. Uh, obviously, the Knicks haven't given me anything. Uh, I'm not a hockey guy. But uh, I'm like, I am. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Uh, for this game, I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up. I can't imagine how Big Mac feels, but I guilted him into wearing his Justin Tuck jersey. <laughs> I, I, know did. I know that. <laughs> I know this did. morning when he was putting on the clothes, he's like, that son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go find my Justin Tuck. I'm all out of hoodies, so I had to bring on the sweatshirt. Plus, I, by the way, you look good in that. That's a solid look for you. And I'm, uh, I got to wear the same hoodie I wore last Friday, so I couldn't wear that today. Well, is that the San Francisco Giant one? No, the one with the red. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah, stripes yeah. by the shoulder. That's, yeah, you can't change that's all, any no, of your Friday ritual. No, it's all lined up for Friday. And it's so funny because it has nothing to do with the outcome of the game. <laughs> doesn't matter. But we, sure? all do, we all do the same thing. I did this. I did that. Well, what, uh, I got to do that. I got to do this. What did you wear for the game last Sunday? What I wear well, for the Friday, actual he game? Wore the no, no, sweatshirt. I'm not asking Friday. I'm asking uh, the game. The football game was played uh, on Sunday. What yeah. were you wearing that day? You don't remember? I don't think, remember. I think, what kind of fan are you? I think probably the same hoodie. That's his go-to hoodie. It's his go-to. No, well, it's it. a new. He got it this year. I would wear it like back-to-back days at work, but around the house, I probably put on a, a sweatshirt <laughs> well, I wore on Friday. I, I'm yeah. with you 100. Yeah. Yeah. percent Did I work with the guys wearing the same sweatshirt every day this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kidding me. And uh, Evan during baseball season is oh. crazy. Oh, it's the same. Evan's got a go-to rack of three things. That's right. During baseball season, of course, it's the Mets zip up front. You're damn right. Right. It's the net zip-up front. That's right. And every now and then there's a random shirt that makes it in. I like to mix oh, it up. It's the Houston Astros Gap shirt. <laughs> I haven't worn that in a while. <laughs>
<laughs> as soon as the Astros completed the sweep, I retired it. Just a coincidence, of course. You know, today we're a day closer to opening day than we are from the last pitch of the World Series. Oh, that's a baseball fan right, right. there. Wait, wait, hold on. We what? are closer we're to clo- the start of baseball yes. than we are farther away from the end of baseball. So yes. we are closer to opening day than we are to when the series ended. Correct. Correct. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, we uh, passed the 50-50 mark. Yep. See, if you're Very a Jet exciting. fan. countdown is on now. If you're a Jet fan, we're thinking about that. We're breaking down spring training. Oh, For you Giant fans, you're trying to ignore the existence of that. You know what's weird? If I And again, I know a lot of you didn't read the article because it's a paper site and all that. So just take our word for it. As to what the uh, the very interesting arc, and I even told Tommy, we never put writers on because I hate it conceptually. But on this one, I would actually put the guy that wrote it on. Zach. Uh, Zach Rosenblatt. Yeah, he's good to go. Just give me the go and what time. And we'll as soon as he on. wants to come on, we'll do it. Let's do uh, it. Whatever his schedule is. You want to do it at 3 o'clock? That's fine. Cool. Uh, because, you know, it's I, I credit him because, you know, he clearly did talk to a lot of people. He's got information from inside the room that we did not have prior to this article. So uh, I'm sure you did a very good job vetting the article. Wouldn't you agree with me on, on that part? Well, they claim they spoke with a dozen players, yeah. coaches, and staff, and others in and around the organization. So it was obviously a well-sourced piece. Yeah, so that's why I'm looking forward to talking to because I'm trying to figure out uh, the Robert Sala part of this. Like, I want to take the leap of faith that the characterization of him being in total control of putting out the fires and without his leadership, it would have gotten a lot worse than even what we saw or knew about. But I'm having, I'm having a tough time getting to that place and not blaming him for it getting out of control. No, I blame him. He's the head of yeah. the organization. And, well, Joe well, Douglas is. Joe Douglas is. He's the, kind of the second head of the organization. I agree. And it was his decision to hire Mike LaFleur. Remember, they're buddies. They're yeah. pals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you make hires like that, it's kind of like the opposite of what's going on with Dayball. That's a part of your resume. Yeah, which is that's why I want to talk to Zach about it. Because uh, that that's I can't get to where the article wants me to get, which is, but for the greatness of Robert Sala... This thing would have been a complete, you know, bleep show. And I, I haven't gotten there, but maybe he'll help me get there. So we'll talk to him. Three o'clock, Tommy. That work all right, all good. Here's uh, Max on the fan. Max, what's going on, Cookie? Cookies, what's going on, boys? How hey, are you doing today? Great. Um, all right, listen. Uh, for context, I've been to probably about 10-ish or so Giants away games. Okay, So I good. get what it's like going on away here, including the link. Also, for context, I grew up a little scrappy guy. I've gone into dozens of fistfights over the course of my life. Love it. I recommend do not go to the link. It is not going to be safe, and that's coming from a giant fan. Yeah, and by the way, and that what I keep saying to Evan is Eagle games are different than Sixers and but Phillies games. But doesn't it also depend and on 8 where... 8 o'clock at night means all day okay. night drinking. But doesn't it also depend on where you are in the link? No. no. That, that, no, come on, that, you know that's not true. If you're sitting lower you know level in some you, of these like high end seats, you're telling me the clientele is the same as the guys at the at the top of the basically the top hey, of Max, the building. Max, you know what's interesting, Max? Well, about no, my, let him answer the question. Well, not yet, not just yet, oh not just God, yet. Geez, I'm, I'm not arguing with him, not yet. you. You, you haven't been now. to a road game in your life. Yeah, yeah. When I was younger, okay, I did exactly. Four Max, years I'm ago. gonna, I'm gonna, I wanted to say something, Max, on your behalf here. Okay, isn't it interesting, Max? How my dear friend and partner, a man that I adore and love and have such respect for, has now for the third consecutive day gone out of his way 
to defend the Eagle no, fans. No, no, I'm ripping them. They're not as tough as you make them out to be. Uh, I'm telling Evan, you. you're out of your mind. I'm not. Listen to me. Go ahead. Evan, I'm listening. the other day you said, you said, oh, I went to Sixers games and I stood up and yelled. It's a different universe. No, I'm not tailgating for four hours at a basketball game. I get that. I'm saying if you sit in some of those high-level seats that right now, I'm not even kidding you, are being sold for a grand a ticket. That's what they're going for. And they're being sold. You're telling me that you're going to have that same issue as you'd have if you were sitting all the way upstairs? All right, I'll play this game with you. Yes. Maybe you're right, but what about when you got to go to the concession stand? What about when you got to go to the bathroom? I've been to the link. I've had to take off. All of my Giants gear just to go to the bathroom, just to get a soda, and they still snuffed me out. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. I was in the parking lot. One story for you. I was in the parking lot jogging across the parking lot to pick up tickets for the game. A football comes whizzing by my head. It's not even two young guys. It's two old men throwing the football. (laughs) I'm not exaggerating. Oh, I think it's great. Max, I'm, I'm with you, buddy. I'm Thank impressed you. by their accuracy. I got to hand it to thing, them. Thing. It's amazing to me that you are doing Philly's bidding for them. No, I'm not. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to end this myth that you guys continue to perpetrate that they're so big and freaking tough. We you take we, it as we defending, didn't say they're man. tough. We just said that the, you're going to fight. No, no. Here's why you think they're so tough. Because you're not the only one saying it on New York Sports Radio. You're trying to convince people not to go. Wow. You're trying to tell Giant fans, don't go down I-95, don't support your team. And I've heard it from numerous well, people. Well, I'm saying if you do go down, be prepared for what you're going to have there. And if you've never been to an Eagle game, clearly I've been to a lot. I used to cover the team and travel Fred, with them. no offense. Yeah. You're talking about 30 years ago. Well, why would it be any different? Because it's different. No, it's not. Because the stadium's different. Because the prices are different. Because the clientele is different. DNA. It's different. DNA. It's not the same world you think it is. DNA. All right. All right. You sit in the club level that right now is going for two grand a ticket. Which is That's ridiculous. What it's, but I know. Yes. And, and I also understand what I'm saying. It would be expensive to go to Philadelphia right now yeah. and sit in one of these of safe seats. That's right. I acknowledge that. But if you're sitting at a lower level or one of these boozy club, bougie club levels, yeah. you got to admit, Craig, it's different than the top of the building in but the end zone. But here's the problem. Where you, if you're sitting in a loge box, maybe... But you still got to walk through the parking lot to get there. Okay, one walk, I agree. Maybe you, a little tough. You got to walk back to, through the parking lot to go home, right? And God forbid the Giants win that game. And you're now, okay. woohoo, now, walking to your car, hear me wearing out. a Lawrence Taylor jersey. Hear me out. Just be ready for a bottle to come your way. Well, you won't have That's to all because I'm saying. here's what I would say, kind of yeah. like our last caller suggested that. Uh, I'll negotiate with the Giant fan thinking of going live on the air. You don't wear your Giant stuff until you get to your bougie seat. Now. You're in your bougie seat. LT jersey comes out. Yeah. You're not going to have a problem. Okay. Now, once you leave, maybe you're right. You take the jersey off. You put it in your bag. And then you walk out. And you act like, oh, I'm going to get the hell out of here. I, I can accept that. There's only one guy I know that could wear a giant jersey in the parking lot at, at, the, at the link this Saturday night. And not only would he not get in a fight. But he would be celebrated and offered shots. I got it. By every single Eagle fan that he sees on his way in. Who is Lenny Dykstra? Are you serious? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was the just guessing. <laughs> he's the only guy. He's beloved in Philly. And he's beloved in New York. I mean, 93, of course, he's on that team. And he's beloved here. Yes. He's the only guy I truly know. Yes. 
Uh, like if Eric Lindros showed up in Philly, they're throwing crap at him. <laughs> if Lenny Dykstra goes to that game, he's invited to every tailgate, Craig, and they love him. It's so funny you said that. I was thinking about this the other day. Okay, what athlete who played in New York and Philly can be beloved by both? Tug McGraw's one. Unfortunately, Tug's not with us anymore. And I'm thinking about this list. I'm going through my head, and there's nobody. But then there's nails. Lenny Dykstra, he's, he's the, the guy. guy. And by the way, I've seen video of Lenny in Philly. And I know what I'm talking about. Uh, they go, oh, it's Lenny Dykstra. Girls adore him. Guys want to drink with him. Yeah. Right? He's the one guy no, that no, I agree with he you. could go out there and say, you all suck. <laughs> and someone's going to give him a beer. He's so, the only guy I know. So Lenny Dykstra walks through the parking lot in the link with a Lawrence Taylor jersey. Yeah. And Philly fans are just, oh, we love him. They're you, taking <laughs> pictures with him. They love him. I think we, I think we should ask him to do it. He's the only I guy I know that can get away with that. Only guy. <laughs> yeah, my man now. Here's uh, Matt in Jersey on the fan. Matt, what's up? Uh, first of all, Craig, glad to see you back. Uh, my heart goes out to you. Great Thank comeback. I uh, love you. the show. Uh, but you are a hundred percent right. You got to get from your car through the drunken tailgates, okay, into your seats. I don't care if you're sitting on the club level. I, I'm my company is are huge Eagles fans. Yep. I mean, they all bleed green. They they tailgate. They have a, a hundred employees go to their tailgate in lot P, right? You don't wear a Giants jersey unless you want to get beer thrown at you. You could be uh, an innocent people, an innocent person, and the wrong people. If once they're liquored up, you know there's a chance you're going to get beer thrown on. Right, it's know? not so, just a fight. Right, you might get vomited on. Remember that Philly game where the uh, the guy yeah. was vomiting on the woman? Yeah, I mean God knows what's going to happen. But look, to be fair, you might also go there and have a great night. I just, uh, me personally, uh, you know, I'm just going to chill. No, I get you. And I think you're going to be the majority because I don't think it's going to be filled up with giant fans. It never is. You know what's funny about this to me is that the storyline from amongst giant fans is not just about how do we uh, game plan, how do we beat the Eagles. You know, they're a better team than us on paper, on, you know, talent wise. What do we have to do? It's amazing that the fan experience is as much a part of this story. And it goes back, Evan, you may not remember this, just age-wise, where there was a moment about 20 years ago where it got so bad specifically for giant Eagle games in Philly at 4 o'clock that the NFL banned for a long time 4 o'clock games in Philly between the two teams. Like you went two decades or so where they wouldn't allow it because of the unruly fans in Philadelphia. So there is an extra history to it also. Great talking to you guys. All right, Matt. Be good, buddy. I remember, you know, um, our old pal Sid Rosenberg telling me the story when, you know, and you could say, oh, well, it's Sid, but okay, yeah, so what? Die our giant fan went to a giant eagle game, parked his car, you know, New York plates, came back, couldn't drive the car. (laughs) Did they take the wheels? (laughs) Take the tires? If I recall the story... Uh, there were no tires. Uh, there were no windows. I think the car was upside down, and there may have been fire in it. Wow. It went yeah. to town on that bad boy. Yeah, and, he, and by the way, now you could say, oh, Sid might have, might, might have said something to Dunsey. He goes, no, no, it was during the game. <laughs> because for, and I'm sure this will happen on Saturday night, and much like it would happen for some people here too, to be, to be fair, there are people 
that are going to go to the stadium who have no plans on going oh, yeah, inside. just to tell you, yeah. I mean, I it's going to be a party. Yeah. You know, those people left to their own devices. You know what's crazy? I was looking at the uh, the tickets that are available. It actually isn't sold out. There are tickets available straight from the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, is that right? I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Now, oh. what I've noticed is they are so expensive. Like, even the cheapest ticket to get in. So not, they're not selling it in a Facebook? Not resale. No, oh, so you're saying the Eagles are upping the price? On Ticketmaster? Tell me the price and I'll tell you. It's end zone towards the top, two eighty five a ticket. I don't know. That that might maybe that I would say for NFC championship game, I could see that. Two eighty five face value? Face value, two eighty five. You're upstairs, you're in the end zone, you're I at mean, the if top you're on, of the building. I call my buddy who's got season tickets and ask him what the face is if you want me to do it. Well, sometimes face value is actually cheaper for the season ticket holder. They give you a little bit of a discount. Be close and enough, then, right? then what they put out there is higher. But that's the, other, find out. that's the other thing that makes it a little bit different than 20 years ago. And I'm not saying that it's easy peasy, but it is so ridiculously expensive to go to these games, not just from resale, but from the actual team, that you'd have to think some of the clientele is a little different today than it was 20 years ago when everybody cites these horror stories. All right, I just it's sent true. him a text saying, what's face value of your ticket for Saturday? Now nah, he's not way up, but he also he's not sitting fifty yard line, you know, mezzanine right, either. Right. So we'll get an idea. I mean, I would say, you know, maybe two eighty five is the face value. Face value playoff game one of a ticket that's not a great ticket. You're upstairs, you're <coughs> in the end zone. I'm telling you, I'm looking at the resale market of like club level seats, thousand dollars. Yeah, I think Easy. the average price was fourteen hundred bucks right now. Crazy. I think the get in price was six. The get in price is about three hundred. Oh, was it three? All we know it was. I apologize. The get-in price in San Francisco is six. Wow! And the average price is fourteen. Philly was actually a little less than that. Wow! Like not significantly less, but less. That's because there's so many Cowboy fans. I think. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the spreads affected by the Cowboy fans, and I think the ticket prices as well. well. And also, based on what you're saying and what a lot of callers say to me, how crazy I am, then no Giant fans going to Philly. No Giant fans actually trying to buy tickets. Oh, this is I all think, Eagle I think fans the, trying I think to, to go. The, I think there is clearly a segment of New York Giant fans who can afford it, who are probably going down caravans. And style. they're not afraid of your. I, I, that I think you it's going to be like this. Like if you and I went down there, and it's just two guys, you know, walking through the parking lot, we're in trouble. Right. If we went down forty strong, less likely that we're in trouble now. Doesn't mean we're not getting things thrown in our direction, but less likely that, you know, four guys are going to come up and want to brawl. Right. Because it's like if we come in, you know, you know, number strong, but like if you and Tommy went there. We'd have problems. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I mean, you guys would come back non-binary. <laughs> How about me and Big Mac? Well, he's a problem, bigger guy. I mean, he's, he's a bigger you know, guy. He's a bigger guy, which helps you out. But you guys walking alone, and if he's rocking a Jay Tuck jersey, and you're just being you, <laughs> what does that mean? You know. I'm not wearing giant stuff. I'm just going in there as a football fan, yeah, having but... a good old time, like I did for Yankees Red Sox. No. Right, Big Mac? I walked in there. I was having a good now, time. You know, the interesting thing is there are families, as you could obviously expect, You know, jer mostly Jersey. But you know, depending on where you grew up in New Jersey, you have families where... You know, your mom's an Eagle fan, your dad's a Giant fan. That right. that exists. Right, right. That dynamic is real. I think that's the only shot, you know, a Giant fan is not with, you know, 40 strong. Oh, coming with, like, a significant Like, eye. if you're walking, and now, if you have a very attractive woman, 
you're screwed. So <laughs> I was gonna say, like, if you're backwards. a Giant fan and you're dating or married to a seven or up, who's an Eagle fan, keep your ass at home. <laughs> now, if your wife is ugly, and you know if she's ugly, doesn't mean she's not a great gal and an amazing wife and mom. If you're going to the game with an ugly girl, have at it. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you go to the game with the girls a seven or up, you're in trouble. You are. I mean, or you better just put cotton in your ears because you're going to hear things that are going to make you want to, like, defend her honor. I'm so, And you can't. The, the thing you got to walk through and I, take I'm, it. I'm so curious because I know you keep saying this isn't true and I'm nuts. We just went through how expensive it is to go to this game. It's yes. insane, right? It's ridiculous. Ridic okay, we acknowledge As that. As to be fair, it's ridiculous in all four games. Gotcha. Okay? Really ridiculous. Is. Yeah. You don't think that changes just a little bit? Who no, knows? No, because I think, no. Not at all. Like, by the way, your rationale makes sense. Okay. I don't think it's real. Because I saw it firsthand on a much lesser scale with, like, for example, the Subway Series and World Series. Yeah. Regular season 2000 place was crazy. As soon as the World Series comes, because of the prices, it wasn't that crazy. And I remember as a kid saying, this is so weird to me. Yeah. And my dad's like, yeah, because it costs so much to go to these games. It changes the clientele. Uh, so I'm just looking at this Eagle game through the roof prices. There may be an Eagle season ticket holder who says, yeah, I love my Eagles. I'm sorry. I could sell my tickets for eight times face value. I'm out. Yeah. I'll get drunk and watch this on TV. Well, which is what I've been saying. Go buy a new TV, buy the trigger, right. and uh, just stay home right. Great. I respect yeah, that. But yeah. you don't think that changes who's in the building? Just a little bit? I mean, I don't think it changes it enough. That's why all these stories I Because I think hear. there are some people, like you, like I would use you here. You're blessed. You make more than the average blue-collar guy. But you're not a millionaire. And yet you decide as a family, well, I mean, the games mean so much to me because I'm sure. such a big fan. I'm going to find a way to be able to buy a ticket. Gotcha. Like yeah. you even said, and I respect this, crazy as it is, that if the Jets made the Super Bowl, you would drop ten grand on a ticket. Right. Right? right? You don't make that kind of money where you can really buy no. <laughs> uh, four $10,000 tickets so that you and your dad and your son or whomever could go to a game. Right. But it means that much to you, so you find a way. Well, you know, there are people in or, Philly and else that Or there's 60,000 of them? Well, 50,000 uh, of them? The fact that they're for sale doesn't mean they're all selling. No, I understand. But clearly, yes, there's going to be half that building that dropped a nickel or more to get into the like, building. I'm just curious. No in 2000, and not 2008 because it was at uh, Giants Stadium, but the last time the Giants played the Eagles in a playoff game in Philadelphia, 2006, because that game was in Philadelphia, if memory serves correct. Giants were 8-8 eight eight that year. What were the prices to go to that game? There's no way they were this. No, There's I think no it's gotten out of hand. Way. Of course it has. Like, I'm sure it was expensive to go to Giants-Eagles. But it can't be what we're looking at today, which is, hey, you want to sit in a halfway decent seat, it's going to be $500. Like, that's crazy. You know, it's really crazy, and I hope I have this right. When I lived in Cleveland, just to show you how things have changed dramatically, right? Uh, the Cleveland Browns uh, allowed me to buy two tickets to the Super Bowl uh, between the Buffalo Bills and the Dallas Cowboys out in Pasadena, the Leon-led Don Beebe game, right? Mm -hmm. Blowout, you know, Bills get blown out by the Cowboys, okay? Right. Because uh, every team, every player in the league gets tickets. So the Cleveland Browns, some of the guys on the team gave their tickets back. So long story short, they allowed me to buy tickets. The face value of those tickets, if I remember correctly, was like 275 for a Super Bowl. <laughs> 
Like, the face value of a Super Bowl ticket now, I think, is like $2,500. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. That is insane. Yeah. By the way, I, I don't remember this, but this is crazy to me, and I guess it relates to your hero, Jalen Brunson. But the Philadelphia 76ers had a basketball player on their team a couple years ago named Mike Scott, right? Now, like, uh, I remember. He, yeah. right. he went to an Eagles-Washington Redskins game at the time, Washington okay. football team. Mike Scott is from Virginia. Oh, boy. Okay. He's a big, big fan of Washington. He wore a Washington Redskin jersey. As one might do. As one might do. He got into a wild brawl really? with Eagle fans at said game. <laughs> now, okay, you have to wonder, was Mike Scott saying something? Right. Like, was he just sitting there innocently with his Washington jersey on? Or did something else happen that may have caused this? And I think we need to be open-minded that something may have happened that caused the fight. But it is funny to me that here's a 76ers player staying true to himself, which I respect. Like, right. I respect Jalen Brunson, if you didn't see, wearing a Jalen Hurts jersey last night. I know that may annoy you and it, it may annoy, annoy other Knicks It does fans. not annoy me. Look, he's true to himself. He's from I South Brunson, New Jersey. I have no problem with it whatsoever. I don't care. Good. And you shouldn't because right. he'd be a bigger phony. Well, you tried to troll us last night online, but I didn't care. I said, this is your hero. Yeah. I, I mean, you were, you, were, you were the guy trying to create an issue out of it. And I wanted to be clear. I said a million times. I don't care what adults wear in okay, games. Right. It don't matter to me. Right. Yeah. But can you imagine Jalen Brunson saying, hey, I'm going to go to Giants-Eagles, and the game happened to be at MetLife Stadium, and he shows up and gets into a fight By the way, with I, New York fans? I'm looking at the Mike Scott brawl right here on YouTube, and he is throwing, like, a couple haymakers. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, no, it's but you, you have to crazy. admit something had to have happened. Yeah, well, listen, yeah, something verbally happened. Uh, he he throws a couple of haymakers there though, and again, this is a dude who's what is about six six. Yeah, six. I eight. mean, big dude, six seven. Yeah, whatever he is, right? And here's <clears throat> here's the funny thing about it. There's dudes who are half his size who are not backing down at all, <laughs> not at all. And there's one guy here, Evan, half his size, but you put maybe has the weight. Right. You know, thick dude right. who is squaring off like him, like he ain't scared He's like, at go. all. He's like, let's go. He's like, I got you. I'm your Huckleberry. I'm in. 877-337-6666. Oh, that was the saying. He apparently was wearing the Redskin stuff, went up to a group of Eagle fans and started talking smack. And they had enough liquor in them to be brave. But Mike Scott did not lose the fight, I'll tell you that. I'm sure he didn't. Yeah, I just by, watched it on YouTube. By the way, Mike Scott hit like a back-breaking three against the Nets in the playoffs back in 2019. Oh, well. I listen, Cardin Roberts on the fan. More he calls coming up. We get ready for Eagles. We're going to talk to this guy uh, from The Athletic because I'm fascinated by the dysfunction with the New York Jets that's coming up as well right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.